Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. Happy Monday, everybody. Ooh, ooh, starting another work week of never-ending work. <laughs> it's never-ending all right, Megan. Yeah. Now they they raised the retirement age to 70. Did you hear that? No. I heard some old women talking about it at the salon. <laughs> were they older than 70? This isn't fair if they were. I don't know, honestly. I oh. After a certain age, I just old all looks old to me. Unless you're, you're like, <laughs> I'd say like 60 to 75. I'm like, y'all look the same. But after that, yeah. I feel like then you get like old where you're like hobbling and then i'm like okay you're like 80 something probably well you can really you can really tell their age by their driving skills because these days old people should not be driving no i mean just like how they increased the limit age limit to drink from what 18 to 21 many years ago they need to do something with these old people on the roads they need to redo their driver's test they need to do something like um lisa's mom she's 91 okay she just stopped driving and she's That's also crazy. is like legally blind as well and they're still letting her drive <laughs> well half the time like sometimes it's like hard to even look over your shoulder it was like sometimes you have to look and i'm like if i was 90 years old how are these people looking over their shoulders yeah how are they doing it fast without breaking their necks or something yeah or like the reaction time like to move your leg to like slam on the brake if you have to slam on the brake like i think we should start a facebook group called millennials against old people driving mm-hmm. <laughs> well not only that but they're so terrified like i remember my mimi she could not drive with anyone behind her if there was anyone behind luckily we live in vermont where there's nobody but like right. if anyone was behind her she'd pull over wait for them to pass and then drive like, she literally couldn't have anyone behind her. Would she get so nervous? Yes! They're always so nervous. And then, like, they're, like, at a cross, even at, like, a, a four-way stop, and they're like, oh, God, who's going next? You can see the panic in their eyes. It's like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? I'm in so those, scared. In those moments, you need to take control because when you're at a four-way stop, people are like, oh, no, you go. Oh, no, you go. Oh, no, you go. You know, you got so many different personality types at that four-way stop. We need one person to be a leader and just fucking go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always thought it was like whoever got there first. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But some people just don't know those things. Yeah. And they get scared. <laughs> Speaking of getting scared, Megan, it is premiere week. Do you know what's premiering this Friday? Um, Something spooky. Oh, Hocus Pocus <gasps> 2. Yes. Oh, my God. You're on it. You're woke. Yeah, I'm ready. Sisters, sisters. Sisters, sisters. Um, but yeah, we are the fourth and fifth Sanderson sisters. Um, yes. <laughs> now, now there's a whole, there's too many sisters now when we're getting into five. <laughs> but yeah, big week. I mean, how many years have we waited for a, a, a sequel to Hocus Pocus? Over 20 years. I mean, have you seen the concept though? It's I'm not really liking it. I feel like I heard about it, and then I was like, uh, but I don't yeah. remember exactly. Like, I want, uh, like, a continuation of the storyline, or a prequel, or, you know, something with the same, because we've all loved the first one, and the storyline that it gave us. I want the same thing, and then we're not getting that with this one. It's, like, modern, kind of. It's, like, they're taking these three girls or something from school. I don't know. I want oh God. My, old, my old peeps back. I know 
that the Sanderson, they're going to have like a bunch of clips of the Sanderson sisters or scenes, I should say, where they're like not understanding technology. And it's like, ooh, cringe. That's TikTok. And that's going to be so cringy. I know. Like, I really, I don't want it to do that. I don't want that. But it's probably going to happen. But it is. It's, it's, I don't think it's even in theaters. It's on Disney Plus or something. Right. Yeah. I don't think they're doing a theatrical release. Which I don't understand how it's like, this is big. This is huge. I mean, everyone loves Hocus Pocus. We have been waiting years and years for the sequel, and now it's not even in theaters. I know. Well, was Hocus Pocus ever in theaters? For some reason, I feel like it was like a, just like on Disney Channel. <laughs> or like on DVD. <laughs> like, I don't remember it ever being in theaters. It was always at like 8 p.m., you know, that Disney Channel special. Mm-hmm. On 31 Days of Halloween or whatever. We would get Hilary Duff doing the... You know, welcome. And then you get Hocus Pocus. Like, I don't know where else where you would have watched it, but I don't know. I feel like for something like this, the premiere should have been bigger, but maybe they already know it's going to be a letdown. So that's why they're releasing it on a streaming platform. Yeah. Like they know everyone's going to watch it to watch it once and then they're never going to come back and rewatch it. So like in theaters, right. like it's not, there's not going to be people coming back to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it is. It's premiere week. So We'll give you guys a report on Monday, next Monday. Okay, sounds good. Um, well, next time I this, Megan, I got a list here. You know, I got a list every morning. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, Netflix documentaries. Have you been watching any lately? I feel like we need a new segment of, like, a documentary. Like, let everyone know, like, what's going on. Like, you should watch this, watch that. I recently watched the Monte Teo one. Have you seen that? No, I feel like there's so many. I, like, I literally don't have enough time in the in the fucking world to watch all of them. <laughs> I know. There's always a new one coming out, always in the top 10. I'm like, oh, here's a new documentary. Let me watch it real quick. But the Monte Teo one is insane, Megan. You have to watch it. It's based around this football player who had a fake girlfriend. She faked her death. All along, it was a man who is now trans. It's a journey. I'm telling you guys, watch the Monte Teo documentary. Oh, I, I I love like absurd twists and turns, especially when they're real. Yeah. So that's well, the most good. absurd thing is it's about a Mormon who plays football from Hawaii. So that's a lot already. <laughs> yeah, that already none of that computes. <laughs> <laughs> none of that makes sense. But that's my little pitch. My little our new segment: Netflix documentaries. Watch the Monte Teo one. It's a journey. Okay, I'll mark that on my to watch. Safe for later. Um, all right. You want to get into the pour before the four? Yeah. So last week I had the frog's breath oh, coffee. Oh, yes. And now I have mudslide. And oh, my God. on the cover, it's the Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. So it's still the same line. How many and bags did you buy from this Facebook ad? Just two because they're very expensive. Okay. So Was it free shipping? Of course not. It was like a $400 shipping. I feel like most of it was (laughs) shipping, actually. I love when the shipping costs more than the actual product. Yeah, that was kind of what it was. So two costs like... Wait, two bags of coffee? Yeah, with shipping shipping included. Can you hear (laughs) (laughs) Okay. but, But it's a night before Christmas and it's spooky season. It's probably like Folgers in that bag. It tastes really good. <laughs> it's like chocolatey. They're, I mean, they both taste very similar, but still. <laughs> oh my God, Megan. That's like inflation. 
Yeah, it's because they needed gas for the UPS truck to deliver it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you justify it. Click, check out, inflation, I'm going to buy it anyways. Yep, and that's what they're counting on, because apparently I will fall for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Two scams in one week. (laughs) Can you believe it? Actually, it took like... It took like over a month for them to get here. I don't know. Maybe they were shipping from Hawaii as well. I do not know. <laughs> oh my god, Megan! But yeah. So what are you drinking after all that? <laughs> well, I'm drinking my free Florida purified tap water. Ooh, it's free. Well, no, because you pay for water. Oh, and oh, I do pay for water. Yeah. I don't know how that works. It comes out of my fridge, so it's ice cold and it doesn't taste like dirt because the one out of the sink tastes like dirt. But um, I got water with ice, and it purifies my soul. So that's all you can ask for. And do you hear the dog? He's taking a little sip, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Half of it's on the floor. So I got to clean mm-hmm. that up after. Oh, so you don't slip. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, okay, should I give a little bruise update? My bruises mm-hmm. are... I've never had a bruise like this before. It's spreading. <laughs> what? <laughs> like an infection? From the initial paintball where the initial paintball struck on my leg is bruised, but it's probably this big around just yellow. I don't know how that happened. That's like baseball size for those who can't see. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's huge, but the outside is turning yellow. It's almost like a pukey kind of yellow. That means it's healing. It's like red purple. Yeah. It's just, it's really nasty. It looks like I got ringworm. Yeah. I, when you sent a picture, I was like, yeah. Because it's the perfect circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's my bruise update. And I mean, now that we have our drinks, Megan, I think it's time we get into the classics. Woo! <laughs> what did you say? I forgot you're saying. Oh, oh my God. Yes, I haven't said it in forever. Um, but, <laughs> it's been a while. I don't remember if it's kick or push or pull or I don't remember. <laughs> but let's kick it into gear because hot toppies are here. Woo! Woo! Like you said, it has been a minute since we did a classic four, Megan. Yeah, so who's going to start it off? Well, let me start it off because my story involves a little toy that I didn't even know people were still playing with. And apparently they're still killing people. It's the hoverboard. Remember those things? Yes. People still use those, I guess. I thought they were like outlawed. I thought Heelys were out. I thought hoverboards were out. But apparently they're still in. So maybe they they're out, but then now they're back in. <laughs> Harley has his uh, collar in his mouth. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I have a couple hoverboard deaths here. Uh, a Pennsylvania couple is suing Walmart and Jetson Electric Bikes after both of their daughters recently died in a house fire because of these stupid hoverboards, Megan. I mean, oh they're not worth it. I've never no. ridden one, but I don't think they're that fun. Jennifer and Damien Kaufman, uh, on April 1st, are the parents of the daughters that passed away. On April 1st, a fire broke out of their home in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, where they say a fire was started in the one of the girls' upstairs bedrooms. And it is said, after investigators went through the home, that the hoverboard's battery had overheated and it caused a fire in the home. The hoverboards were purchased from Walmart, and at the time of the fire... The mother, Jennifer, was able to escape to the first floor bedroom. The daughters were on the second floor, and Damien was in the garage when the fire started, which I'm like, why is he in the garage? <laughs> Men are always in the garage working with their tools, you know. 
The article says that Damien, the father, attempted to enter the home, but he was unable to get in. So then the article just says Damien and his wife stood in the front lawn as their home caught on fire and they watched helplessly as their daughters were trapped inside. (laughs) I was like, I'm just picturing that scene. Like, I don't want to, like, victim blame, but, like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not a mother, but I know from my fucking cats, if there was a fire, I'd put on a wet blanket and I'd run in and grab them. Right. I would, I mean, I would try everything to get in there. I wouldn't just stand on the front lawn and watch my daughters die, you know? Or, like, like how the woman was like, oh, she was on the first floor and she escaped out the window. She wasn't like, oh, maybe I should go upstairs and check on the girls. She was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to stay on my lawn. But <laughs> both girls were eventually rescued, but they were, however, pronounced dead, which is so sad. And, like, honestly, I don't know. I think about this sometimes and I'm like, how does this happen? Like, wouldn't you smell the smoke before there's a roaring fire? Like, you're telling me there isn't one window or one doorway to get out of the house? Like, I don't know. I would have jumped out the window or something, you know? Or I don't know how this happens. I feel like if I was on the second floor and a hoverboard caught on fire, it's either jump out that window or I'm going to die. I don't know. You know? I don't know what happened. Yeah. Like a broken leg versus no, nothing. Right. Yeah. What I've heard is that fire spreads really quickly. And if you're a heavy um, sleeper like me, I feel like by the time you wake up, you know, you're probably already on fire. <laughs> or I was thinking maybe the smoke, they were sleeping and they just kept breathing in the smoke and it like knocked them out. Maybe they passed out from the smoke. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they passed away. Uh, they were they were young. Uh, but now there's a lawsuit, Megan. It's always a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lawsuit was filed on September 21st against Jetson, the hoverboard company, and Walmart that they both knew or should have known about the hoverboard's electrical defects and risks, but did nothing to acknowledge those risks. Instead, the companies continued selling the product, engaging in reckless, intentional, fraudulent, and outrageous conduct that contributed to the fire. I was like, okay, Walmart's just trying to make a, make a penny here. So I thought it was interesting because I'm like, how are they suing Walmart? Like Walmart just sold the item. Like shouldn't they just be selling the manufacturer? Like, I don't know how Walmart has any play in this because they're just selling the item. Like, I don't know. Is it their job to know about the lithium batteries inside the hoverboard? So there was one comment at the end of the article that I found interesting. And it says, it'll be interesting to see if this family wins the lawsuit because most devices that require large lithium batteries have warnings in the user manuals regarding the dangers of overcharging as well as where to charge the, charge the um, product and uh, storage. If a judge finds that the warnings were clearly stated in the manual, but the family ignored the warnings, the judge's decision could be in favor of Walmart, which nobody reads those warnings. So I wonder, I'm curious about what's going to happen. I highly doubt that any of that like highly electronic electrical stuff doesn't have warnings on it. I can't imagine that. Right. And like, where were they charging it? Was it like under a pile of clothes? You know, was it next to like wrapping paper? I don't know. Because most of the time it says... On the carpet, even. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. I think those warnings in the manuals are going to play a crucial role in this case. And I'm curious. I feel like they should give them a little something. But... I don't know. If there is warnings, I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, and make that argue. Well, it could be like, well, no one reads those. Then it's like, well, I, you know, that's using, why they're there. <laughs> yeah, you, by using the product, you're agreeing to the or whatever it says. You know, right. I mean, so well, I yeah. don't know, but good luck. Okay, I know that you had said no more Memphis. You're that you were done with Memphis. You're watching. Oh my your god, more Memphis? What's going on there? It's the fucking crime capital of the country now. <laughs> so this actually is related to the Eliza Fletcher case oh my god so um a alicia i believe it's it's either alicia or alicia i think it's alicia franklin Mm -hmm. a black woman left memphis last year um after she was blindfolded and raped by a man she met on tinder and fun and she reported it and had to go through like all of the rape kit stuff and the examination and everything and she said that the assailant touched her phone like she oh it was it wasn't on tinder it was on plenty of fish oh my god is that your favorite no that's where megan met her husband (laughs) (laughs) plenty of fish and he had deleted the profile because but she shouldn't couldn't show that but she was like i know what he looked like from his pictures and and everything and she said that they didn't really do due diligence and she called and asked about like how how's the process of the rape kit do you have the dna and everything they're like it takes like up to 33 weeks to process i'm like how is that true how do you solve any rape cases then and so she said aren't there like 52 weeks in a year so it takes almost a year yeah that's ridiculous. Yeah. So she said at that point she just gave up and, and moved away and, you know, tried to heal. Um, right. But all of a sudden her case was expedited because of Eliza Fletcher. So oh. Mr. Cleo was her assailant. Oh, Cleopatra. Yeah. Cleopatra was her assailant. Oh, my God. And so all of a sudden her case her rape case got expedited because it had DNA matching that of um, <gasps> the Eliza Fletcher case. Oh my God. I'd love so to they see were, it. They were able to solve Eliza's case in 11 hours. Right. Meanwhile, the, the argument is this black woman who was raped oh, was yeah. completely ignored. And what if that case had been solved quicker? Would this have happened? Right. You know, because he may have been in jail, like all of that. And so she said the only reason that it had been solved at all was because a white, a rich white woman was kidnapped mm. and murdered, you know. So now Cleo is facing um, rape charges in addition to everything. Oh my God. I wonder what else is going to come out from this. I, I don't know. So she said that she even went to the same apartment to meet him oh my god like and it and so like the the these were all things that she was like once she was hearing about it on the news she yeah. was like oh my god like this is the same guy I and so she was how- able to identify him they all all of a sudden they were just able to you know <laughs> to process the rape kit just so much quicker yeah right all of a sudden like that mm-hmm yeah I just, so i just understand how people are just like so willy-nilly out there slinging dicks and pussies like to not do like a simple check on this guy to like does she know his name if she would have known his name she could have did a google search and saw that he was arrested and was in prison for 20 years you know 
Yeah, because like, this is I'm... after he had gotten out, and um, right. he was also charged with rape, I think, at the age of 14, they said. Well, and they were going to meet in public, but he showed up with a donut, like, on his tire, and was like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't go any further. Can we just go back to my place? Like, I don't want to put miles on the donut. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes! And That's so then crazy. she walks in and he blindfolds her. I'm like, at that point, what's the point of a blindfold? Right, yeah. And then assaults her, robs her, and then leaves her in his apartment. Wow. And well, so I mean, it, she escapes and then the calls the police. What? It's a good thing now he's off the street. Hopefully yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hmm, if you had paid attention to her when she was... And she was able to identify him. She had DNA. She had literal location and everything if they had just like done the due diligence would eliza fletcher be alive i don't know that's right so just some interesting developments on that there is um so many interesting interesting things because wasn't he he was supposed to be in prison for like 23 years or 22 and he only served 20 right so it's like if he would have served them all she wouldn't be dead if the police would have followed up in what was her name Alicia Franklin. If they would have followed up with Alicia Franklin and expedited the rape kit or whatever, she might be alive. So I feel like there's always so many like cracks in investigations and everything that lead to things like this. I don't know. It's hard. How do you know? Like there's so many things that happen. How can you pick and choose and be like, oh, let's dive deeper into this one because then something else might happen from it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell the future. Right. Well, that's interesting. Like, I'm sure there's. It doesn't seem like he was a like one and done thing here. Like, I feel like he's done it to other women. So hopefully, more women come out and be like, "This happened to me too." Yeah, and just put him away forever. Just put, the more charges, the more yeah. likely he is to. It's. I love when they're like, "We sentence you to 150 years," and it's like, "Okay, well, <laughs> that's life." Like, why are we? That's life. <laughs> or they say life plus 10 years, and I was like, "Okay, was that even me?" <laughs> Like when you die, they're just gonna keep your corpse in a um fucking cell too, just in yeah. case you're resurrected. Into third gear here, Megan. Oh yeah, get into third. Okay, my next story, third gear here, is about a woman by the name of Deborah Coyer. Her nickname is Debbie. Does and... it say that, or is that your nickname for her? <laughs> no, I said that. <gasps> Um, but on September 10th, Debbie sent her daughter a chilling Venmo message around 3.17 p.m. It says, they are not going to let me go. Love you. There is a key to the house in the blue flower pot by the door. Wait, she sent this through Venmo? So did she, like, give her a dollar or something and, like, well, send it? Along with the message, she sent approximately $2,300 before she left her Athens, Georgia home in a rented SUV. This uh, this story is great, Megan. They need to make a documentary on this. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm gearing up. I'm ready. <laughs> so less than 24 hours later, police discovered Debbie's body, nude and severely burned in a ravine about an hour away. She was found laying on her back, grasping a small tree with her right hand. Her remains were burned with what appeared to be charring to her abdomen and noting that remnants of a burned tarp and a red tote bag were nearby. Hmm. Having yet to identify any suspects or provide a cause of death, so they have found nobody in connection with this death yet, 
Her daughter had reported her missing on September 10th after receiving the Venmo from her mother. And she has a husband. Miss Debbie has a husband. And she used her husband's account to send that money, which I thought was interesting. Like his Venmo account? Yeah. Oh, well, on Venmo, you can change which bank account you want to take the money. You can have multiple banks. Mm -hmm. And she sent it from his bank account. So when she left, she left in a rush and she left in a rented car because hers was recently in a crash. So she had a rented SUV and she only took her driver's license and her debit card. So police go up to her husband and they're like, what's going on? You know, your wife was just found in a fucking ravine naked and burned. And him and his wife were together for nine years. And he said that he had last seen his wife on September 9th when he went to bed. Um, Now he claims that they sleep in different beds because of his snoring, which I'm like, might have to happen here soon too. (laughs) (laughs) So he says he doesn't know what happened after that, I guess. I don't know. Now I thought this part was also interesting around 1230 PM on September 11th. Dispatch was contacted by Sirius XM that said they had gotten an alert that her car was in the area. Okay. I didn't know XM was allowed to like tell police where the location of a car is like that has to be like privacy issues or something. Well, I mean, it's probably like with the DNA kits, like with the 23 and me or whatever being used in police investigations. Like I feel yeah. like they're, there's probably a law like that where they're able to do that in case of like emergencies. Or I wonder if you like sign up or something and it's in the terms to like, if there's a police investigation for you, we can give the police your location, which right. you can't hide these days. You're being tracked. I'm literally being tracked by my fucking XM radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, in some ways that could be good for safety In other ways, if you're trying to <laughs> do crime, that's not good. Right. <laughs> So when police got this alert, they arrived to where her location was and they found her car unlocked and off near an old logging road. Her daughter says that she doesn't have any history of mental health issues and denied that she had any suicidal tendencies. And she also stated that her mother had a bad back and couldn't have walked far. And the rest of the family has not responded. But yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of still an open case right now. No one knows why Deborah left in a rush. No one knows why she sent that chilling Venmo and nobody knows why she was in a ravine burned naked. So was the cause of death, the burn. So there isn't a cause of death yet. Yeah. Which I'm like, this happened on September 11th. So what's taking so long? Mm -hmm. Can we expedite something? Can we expedite the autopsy, please? Thank you. But in the article I read, I was reading the comments again. So I love to read the comments. Mm-hmm. And this one was some CSI type of shit. This one, <laughs> it's got a lot of assumptions, but I mean, it makes a lot of good points. And I think could be true. So it says, I'm guessing the husband sent the message to the daughter. So they're saying the husband sent the Venmo message to the daughter, making it seem like it was the mom who sent it. But he's oh. just like, you know, trying to do something there. The mother would not have been able to send the message along with money if someone had broken in and they were taking her hostage or whatever. So now they're claiming there's a hostage. I don't know about that. Well, um, oh, because they said, because she said they're not going to let me go. Like, why would they let her right. have her phone? That's a good point. True. So, and if she had been, oh, taking her hostage and if she had been able to send that message, it would have been probably simply, 
it would have probably simply been for help. Convenient way for the husband to throw the authorities off track. I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. But the autopsy should reveal when she died in relation to when the message was sent. Why would she even send money to the daughter when the husband was still alive and apparently it was a joint account? Seems like a probable ruse cook up, cooked up by the husband. So wondering if something had already happened and she was already dead when he sent the message. Not quite clever enough, the comment says. Hmm. We have a lot of questions and I would love to hear an update when there is one. Well, Megan, I'll be on it. I'll make sure this is an update episode because I am just as interested. I want to know what happened. I mean, she died holding twig, a tree or something. She was naked. There was a tarp and a red bag next to her. You know, I don't know. And her message is chilling. It's like, they're not going to let me go. So what was happening? I need to know. Mm -hmm. And is there a significance of the amount she sent too? Like, is it code? Like, 2300, is that a code? Well, a lot of times it's like, with Venmo, you can't just initially send $2,300. Usually there's like a limit, or you've had to have sent that amount of money before for them to like approve it. You know, it's like a big transaction for Venmo. Yeah, I have several questions. I've got a lot of questions here. I'm going to be calling the Athens, Georgia Police Department soon. Uh, you know, I would be very interested to hear if that commenter's, like, s- assumptions are true. I know. Okay, so who do you think it was? Do you think it was the daughter? Do you think it was a burglar? Or do you think it was the husband? I'm kind of sold on the husband. I know, me too. I'm sure there's some life insurance money at stake here. They were only married for nine years. So it wasn't like, you know, 50 years or 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's only nine. So maybe he was like, I'm done with this bitch. I want her money. Mm-hmm. And like he used his account. So maybe he just like auto was like yeah, used to going to that account instead of like her own. Like why would she take her husband's money to give it to? Yeah. And that could throw off the police. Be like, oh, she took it out of my account. Like why would I send my own money to the daughter? Which the daughter is probably just going to send the money back anyway. So it's like. Yeah, she's like, what am I supposed to do with this money? I'd rather have my mother, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, Miss Debbie, we're going to figure it out, and um, we'll let you guys know. Yes. So, <laughs> kick it into fourth gear here. <gasps> and it actually, I should have d- done this one first because it kind of relates to the hoverboard lawsuit. Oh, my God. So, the headline reads, Charter Communications Order to Pay Family $1.1 billion Over Murdered Relative. I literally saw this. Oh, my God. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. (laughs) Okay. So the Dallas County Judge Juan Renerta ordered charter communications to pay the family of Betty Jo McLean Thomas in a final judgment released on Monday. So the woman who was 83 years old was murdered in her home in December 2019. So she called charter communications, which old people do all the time. Like I remember my grandmother, like if the remote was out of batteries, she was, she was calling fucking Xfinity and being like, there's something wrong, you know, like they don't know, you know? And so she had issues with, with her cable. Um, So they, she called and they sent out Roy Holden Jr., a cable technician and he worked on it no complaints and everything but she called back and said that something was still wrong so mr holden he had performed over 1000 service calls and had zero customer complaints according to charter Mm. and 
so he was off duty at this point when he came to Miss Betty Joe's house and stabbed her to death. Okay, fun. So her the family of the deceased sued Charter for um what is what is the quote here? Was it like an astronomical number? Yeah, they were awarded over seven billion dollars, but they agreed to only accept one billion dollars. <gasps> what a pity. I, yeah but i mean i and it's going to be awarded amongst her children and grandchildren so i think it's going to be split between five people oh my god Um, okay i will say whenever you initially get a new cable company most times they have to come out and into your home to set it up and it's always so awkward i'm like i just moved in and now i've got this random person from fucking xfinity in my house setting up the internet And the last time it happened to us here in Florida, they left and the guy gave us his personal number, his name, and said, I'm your guy for the next 30 days. If you have any issues, call us and I I will answer your call personally. Come back. So I wonder if this was something similar. Like he came in and gave her his number and then she just called him and that's why he was off duty or something. And he was off duty. Yeah. But yeah, so they argue that Charter let a reckless murderer into their home to kill yeah like how could you allow that to happen apparently he was kind of going through a psychotic break he was going through divorce and experienced Mm. frequent frequent insomnia and crying spells and was financially in distress in duress so he was like had no money i'm like okay maybe you should pay your people better so they don't kill But I, I just don't, I don't understand that side because it's like he had over a thousand service calls. Apparently he was doing well. I mean, he wasn't just slashing. This wasn't a slasher film. He wasn't just going in and killing people on the first day. I mean, he was actually working. I feel like he was trying to better himself or something, you know? There, it, there was a little bit of a twist that I feel like put Charter kind of like in a bad light. So yeah. the Charter actually knowingly and intentionally committed a forgery with the intent to defraud or harm because they faked Betty Joe's signature on a forced arbitration agreement after she had died <gasps> to like cover their tracks. So I feel like if they hadn't have done that, then they would have been like, Oh yeah, he's working. He was working solely on his own. Like, right. You know, but charter tried to help cover up their involvement. Okay. By being like, Oh, that. she ended her services. Like what? It's like, no, she's <laughs> dead. She can't. <laughs> Duh, Charter, come on. Charter plans to appeal because um, in their, like, rebuttal, they say um, they did a thorough pre-employment criminal background check, which showed no arrest convictions or other criminal behavior. And they're very saddened what happened, but he is the sole perpetrator of the crime, and he alone is responsible. Right. So charter plans on appealing so i think that's kind of interesting of like how is charter supposed to know like he didn't have any further things that sound like he had a psychotic break from his divorce right but if they hadn't had tried to like cover his tracks yeah then i think they'd say that but they involve themselves yeah i mean it, and just I had- makes, it makes any company weary these days like why would they want to hire anybody you got to be so careful with who you hire because you don't want that shit back on you. And I had to look up what arbitration meant. Hold on. Because I was like, what do they mean arbitration? So an arbitration is like to settle a dispute. Mm. 
So they they tried to like after she was dead, try to like cover their tracks of his involvement. <laughs> so um, I feel like charter if they're that's a lot of money, but I feel like big corporations they have so much money that we can't even comprehend. I but know. Imagine like a family of five splitting one point one billion dollars. <laughs> Like that, they, I mean, they're set for life. I know personally, like, I would rather have my loved one, and I'm sure they feel that way too. Yeah. But I mean, you can't I rest mean, easy knowing you're taking care of for the rest of your life. <laughs> and she was 80 something years old. It's like she didn't have much time left, anyways. And this happened, and the family got fucking a billion dollars. I mean, I guess today, they, today's day and age, a billion is nothing. Everybody's got a billion. Right, like the, like charter communications, they're not even like a huge. They're not like Xfinity yeah. or I almost said the Delphia. Oh my god, kill me! <laughs> <laughs> and even they have a one point one billion dollars to just be like, yeah, sure. I feel like their appeal is more about like saving face, right? Rather than because I I bet you are, you bet my ass, my ass bet you ass. Okay, that I will not be. Yeah. With charter communications, because I do not trust them anymore. I will say that. Yeah. But, I mean, for most areas, like, if that's all that's available, that's all you got, you know? Yeah, like, that's how it is in some areas up here, where it's, like, you you live out in the boonies, and it's the only place that supports your area. Like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, man, I'm thinking twice about my service provider, Megan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the way it relates, I was thinking to the hoverboards, is, like, okay, when this stuff happens who's at fault you know yeah. is it the is it the the wider company is it personal responsibility like so yeah well i feel like charters like it's almost like like a firing a gun like the guy was the perpetrator he fired he did the killing we're just like the manufacturer we just hired him or whatever you know i'm sure they're probably be like okay we have nothing to do with this it was all him but don't come for us but of course they're going to come for charter because they got the money yeah uh clearly Roy Holden Jr. didn't have any money. One of his, like, things that made him snap was that he had no money after the divorce. <laughs> so, like, they're not getting anything from him. Charlie's and like, shit, we should have paid him more. <laughs> I know. And they do did their due diligence, like, they did background checks, and they said mm-hmm. he had no complaints. Like, yeah, it just seemed like he snapped. Just like a good old episode of Snapped. Yep. Well, Megan, I think that's all we have time for today. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys enjoyed those classic four stories. We're back to our usual programming here. Uh, back on track. Back on track to hitting 100 podcasts for the year, Megan. What do you think of that? Oh, my God. We are, like, just cooking them out. <laughs> I think of that sometimes, like, oh, my God. Editing sometimes. I'm like, man, this is taking me forever. But then you think about the whole year. You're like, those were a lot of hours of my life. <laughs> Well, I often look back and think about the first couple of episodes I would edit it and it would take me eight hours and then now it takes <laughs> me like an hour and a half. So we just flip right through them. Yep. So if you guys are loving what you're listening to, uh, be sure to follow us over on our Instagram. We really do put a lot of work into these episodes, so we would really appreciate your support. Yes. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones like Breaker Breaker 49er, Podbean. Mm-hmm. The end. (laughs) That's the end of the word. (laughs) 
and make sure to tell your friends, foes, hoes, bros, family, toes, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Where, where crime, crime is always, always on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 yee! 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 Yee!